Welcome to the Black Hereford Chronicles with Jen Hill. Here we discuss all things Black Hereford. Join me for in-depth conversations and insightful interviews relevant to your Black Hereford operation. jump into today's episode, I just wanted to take a minute and thank everyone who has been participating in the discussions over at the Chronicles Facebook page. The goal of this podcast was always to connect with other breeders, learn with and from each other, and discuss those things that impact our breed and our industry. And after the last episode, I asked the question, what are you breeding for over on the Facebook page? And there were some great responses. Mostly, it was awesome to see how many people could really answer that question. I also opened up the conversation about thoughts on F1s, and I I was a little worried when I did it, but I got back some really thoughtful responses. Not everyone agrees on what the answer to that question is, but the conversation was enlightening, respectful, and interesting. We should probably get an award for being able to do that in today's social media age. If you aren't following the Black Hereford Chronicles on Facebook, please do so. Not only do we have some interesting conversations, but it's also the best way to find out the latest information from the show. I try to get everything shared into the Black Hereford members page, but frankly, it's been a little bit challenging getting stuff in there. So if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on anything, you have to be following that Chronicles page directly as well. Today's episode is all about continuing education. A lot of you know that in a former life, I was a teacher, and so education is just something that I've always really highly valued. In agriculture, we tend to have a habit of doing things the way daddy did because it worked for him or granddad sometimes, and sometimes that's fine, but it's only fine if it truly still is the best way to do things. And that's something you'll never know unless you educate yourself. When we moved our ranch, we realized pretty quickly that there was a lot we were going to have to learn, like how to be farmers. But I also recognized that it was a great opportunity to really look at all of those little ranching operations, the little pieces of our business that we just always do the same way and maybe take for granted and to see if there were better ways to do things. Opportunities in markets, what our bull customers want and need from us, it's always evolving. And so we have to evolve too. And that means learning new things all the time. In this episode, I sat down with Shea Keister of Casual Cattle Conversations and Rancher Minds to talk about continuous learning and the program that she has built up to help ranchers do just that. I have a guest on today that I think is really going to help us explore some new ways that Black Hereford breeders can continue educating themselves and expanding what we're learning about and what we know. Uh, A focus for this podcast has really been to bring information to Black Hereford breeders to help us all figure out how to do this better and to do it together. So I've got Shay Keister here, and I'm going to let her kind of introduce herself and talk about her background in the industry and what it is she's doing, and, and we'll delve into some of that. 
Well, hey, Jen, thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm excited because I've been listening to your podcast since about it, since about when it came out. I mean, off and on, I don't get every episode, but I'm a Red Angus breeder and I still find a lot of value in hearing you talk about Black Hereford happenings and industry news there. So thanks for all you're doing. But well, I, I like to say, and I said this to your mom once, we're kind of similar in that you're red Angus. So you're used to all the Angus people glaring at you and we're black <laughs> Herefords, So we just get glared at by all the red Hereford people. <laughs> well, there is that. <laughs> uh, well, so to talk a little bit about who I am, I am a fifth generation rancher in North Dakota. So it's where I was born and raised, but I am also, I also view myself as well, Long story short, I'm an entrepreneur, um, but I consider myself a connector between ranchers and industry experts. So I've created a podcast and a continuous learning program that allows cattle producers from around the country and really even Canada and Mexico and Australia have joined on to connect with other producers and industry experts. So ranch with the family part-time, entrepreneur part-time just do a lot of different things. I, you know, I'm back in North Dakota now. I moved back six months ago, but I did four years in Nebraska where you're at now, different part of Nebraska, but that's where I went for college and got my animal science degree. I'm a minor in the angler entrepreneurship program and another minor in Nebraska beef industry scholars. So I'm just a beef geek is what I call myself. <laughs> can never get enough of it, no matter what part of the industry it is. So that's the basics of what I do. I mean, growing up, I've been involved in the Red Angus Association my whole life, our State Cattlemen's Association, done junior board stuff, youth events. Yeah, you name it. My parents kind of pushed me into it earlier, and I'm glad they did. Well, it's been really fun to watch you create these different platforms and find success with it and grow. We need more young people like you that are coming out of the schools that are ready to hit the ground running and provide value to our farmers and ranchers. So my hat's off to you for taking this on and jumping in and trying to build something out of it. I don't know if it's just the former teacher in me that loves the idea of continuing education or if it's just something that really this industry needs, but there hasn't been a lot of it. You know, up until now, you could find a few little classes if you went to a cattleman's convention. Maybe there'd be a seminar on something that might be relevant, but that was about it. And so when I left the classroom and as a teacher, you're required to take continuing education. <laughs> it was already kind of in my mindset of, well, we have to constantly be learning how to do this better. So when I found you, it was like, oh, of course, this is what we need. So why did you decide to focus on that? Why do the connections and producer education? So I'm going to, we're going to back up about, oh, just over three years ago, I was 19, almost 20. And well, I guess even before that, when I went into college, before I graduated high school, I knew that I was passionate about ranching and communication and learning. I can, I call myself a lifelong learner, no matter what it is, no matter what it is. And 
I had to figure out a way to apply that because I have always known that I wanted to start my own business. I just, I just don't work well with the boss. It's just not in me. (laughs) So, um, I was, you know, brainstorming and had some great mentorship in the entrepreneurship program I was in. And it was kind of like, well, I'm still learning myself as a cattle producer and a podcast would be a great way for me to one, learn myself, but also take my passion for beef and my communication bug and provide a continuous learning opportunity for beef cattle producers. And so that was just kind of the purpose behind the podcast. I kind of validated that through the fact that growing up when my grandpa had a question, when my dad had a question, who did they call for advice? And more often than not, it was fellow cattle producers. And that's who we often go to, to learn from. In certain instances, it may be extension, it may be people in academia, but you know, or your local vet clinic. But for the most part, people ask for advice for other people who are boots on the ground, have tried things, can tell you about their real experiences. Because I believe that, well, we can learn something from everyone, but we learn best through being, through experiencing, through actually doing some things. And the second best option is to learn from other people's experiences. So that's really why I you know, validated and thought that this podcast would be a great opportunity to start that. And before I knew it, it just kind of took off. And I was in the college kid who had a podcast and was trying to figure out life, but knew I had a podcast, I guess. (laughs) So since that's where it all started was with the podcast, Casual Cattle Conversations. Um, Tell those of us that haven't, I mean, I've been listening to your podcast for a while, but I know there are people listening that haven't. So give them a little taste of of what that is like and why they should follow you. So casual cattle conversations or CCC for short, I know it's a mouthful, but really what it is, is I cover any topic that relates to the beef industry. I don't run seasons or anything like that. We might talk about different options to, for what you can put in your feed rations to reproductive management strategies, to physical and mental health, um, finding your faith as a rancher, whatever it is that relates to cattle production, new technologies, et cetera. I talk about it on my show. Sometimes it's fellow beef producers. Sometimes it's other experts from other companies, but the whole focus is how we can improve the profitability of ranchers. Because if you think about it, beef producers are at the very beginning of the food supply chain. So in my mind, we need to be the world leaders who are on top of things, who are making changes, who are being progressive, because we're the reason that America gets to eat. So let's continue to be leaders and amp up our game there. Okay. So I love the podcast, but it's actually not my favorite thing that you do. So I really want to talk about the Rancher Minds program because I have gotten so much value out of that. And I know other people will too. So explain for everyone what Rancher Minds is. Yes. So Rancher Minds is a play on words because it is actually a series of mastermind events for ranchers. So mastermind events, I 
encountered these when I was actually going through some social media and business coaching early on. And what it was, was I would get on these calls and I would have a question about, you know, whether it was increasing sales on my business or social media strategies, whatever it may be. And I would get on these calls with a bunch of other entrepreneurs and I would just ask a question and I would get their feedback and I could take it or leave it. But I got feedback from experts and other peers and it was really helpful. And I got to thinking, I was like, well, how often do we go to conferences and, you know, we hear great lectures and we can ask questions, but sometimes it'd be nice to just have more producer driven conversations. So rancher minds are the mastermind events for cattle producers. So they're completely producer driven conversations. They're held in a Q&A style. Sometimes there are slides, sometimes there aren't, most of the time there aren't, but really you register when you register, you can submit a question about the topic. And then I do that. So that way I can send the experts your questions in advance. And then you hop on the zoom call, whether you're still feeding cows in the hay field, just got in for the night in the vehicle, wherever you're at, it's very chill and relaxed, but you hop on the zoom call and we just start having experts ask questions and other cattle producers are welcome to chime in as well and share their experiences. It's just this community for cattle producers to come together and help each other brainstorm and feel excited about what they can change to do better and make each other feel like they're not alone because we face challenges and hurdles every day on our operations. So sometimes you just need other people to either lift you up and say, Hey, I'm there too. We can get through it or just get your wheels turning about what you can do to move forward. One of the things I love about the events that you hit on there is that it is such a relaxed, casual way to talk about the information that you are learning while you're attending that. It's the perfect kind of level where you're not at a seminar where it's super formal and you can't really ask questions and you're not being lectured to. But it's also so much better than asking for that advice on Facebook. You know, we've all been in those groups, cattle talk or whatever, where somebody posts a picture and asks a question and the answers that they get are often hilarious, right? But you have no idea who that person responding is, what their experience in the industry really is. Do they have any actual skin in this game to be giving you this advice? You know, 90%, it's always mm -hmm. called a vet. I swear the vets must love those groups because somebody posts that their cow sneezed funny and everybody's on there called the vet, better get the vet out. So it's, it's better than that. You know, you're not getting just random advice on like you would on Facebook, but you're also able to really ask those questions and dig in. And I think that's so important and so valuable. I'm curious what your favorite Rancher Mind event so far has been. Oh gosh. Now that's hard because my first two were actually like freestyle events where we didn't have a specific topic and people just got on and asked questions. And so those were exciting, but I do like the topic focused ones. So I've done some on cattle reproduction, grazing management, um, family transitions. We had that whole cattle marketing series, which you were a part of. I really liked the series format because it all built off of each other, but as a whole singular event, I think it would have been 
my call in March of 22 and it was, do feedlots want your calves? And I had a few cattle buyers, a few feedlot owners and around 25 to 30 ranchers on the call. And ranchers just got to ask whatever was on their mind. And those feedlot owners just opened up. They just were all about building that relationship. And that's the other thing I'm passionate about is building relationships between different segments because we can so easily get segmented. And I mean, even segmented between commercial producers and registered producers, like we have to understand how our whole industry operates. So I really think that feedlot one was probably my favorite call just because of the camaraderie between the different segments and how each segment was able to open up and say, here's the challenges we're having. And the other side got to say the same thing and talk about different opportunities that would actually make it easier. And a lot of them were simple solutions, like make a phone call, build a relationship. But I think it really just opened the doors and gave everyone permission to take those steps and understand that, okay, so this is the right path, or here's the first step to make a difference. Well, and I think that's so important making sure that we don't get too segmented. And something we've talked a lot about on this podcast is keeping in mind that you are breeding for the commercial cow-calf guy and what are his needs Uh and where does his product wind up? You know, I think sometimes in breed associations, it's easy to get kind of sucked into the selling animals to other breeders, you know, and, and you, it's easy to forget where your animals really ultimately should be going, who your ultimate customer should be. And it's so important. I think events like that, that remind us of that. And I also think it's really important for seed stock guys to learn about the things that will be impacting their customers. Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite Rancher Mind events that you did are one of the ones I've enjoyed a lot of them, but one of the ones that I really got the most out of was the backgrounding. I mean, I was sitting here taking notes like crazy, writing information down and even if you are just a small registered guy putting out, you know, 20 bulls a year, maybe you need to know what your customers are doing. And if some of your customers are going to be backgrounding their own calves, you should learn as much as you can about that because you're going to need to be providing the genetics they need to be successful. So what a great opportunity. Well, absolutely. And that just, you know, ranching is a business. You need to know who your target audience is, who is that target market? What challenges do they face? How do you provide a product that helps them? This episode is sponsored by Adams Farm, owned and operated by Charlie Adams, where they are raising truly maternal black Herefords, seeking out the breed's leading genetics. If you are looking for big ribbed, easy fleshing cows, make sure you've looked at Adams Farm. You can find them at tnblackherford.com or you can email Charlie directly at charlieadams at nctc.com. So what do you have coming up for the 2023 Rancher Minds? Yes. So this is the first year I've actually put or first time I put like a whole year. I have it partially, you know, planned out. I know what topics we're going to have. So I split it up. Each month there will be a different event. And so, but it's also like quarterly topics in a sense. And then each monthly event is a subtopic of that. So to kick off 2023, we're going to 
come out strong with reproductive strategies, whether that's like AI and ET work on operations. We're going to talk about bull, heifer, and cow management. Um, I'm really excited about the bull management because sometimes those boys get forgotten. (laughs) Yes. So we're going to talk about that. And then we're also going to talk about you know, summer pasture health, grazing management, um, you know, throw in probably some discussion about mineral programs in there too. And then after that, we're going to focus on labor challenges and different programs and technologies to go through that. We're going to talk about, we're going to do cattle marketing again, but put a little bit of a different twist on it. So that way you're not getting the same information, but still valuable just because it's something that you do it every year. So you need to keep your mind refreshed and think about different things every year too. Well, and it's always changing. The way we market calves is not the same as we did even five years ago. Well, and markets change frequently. So you got to stay on top of it, but I want to do a little bit of marketing for commercial producers and marketing for the seed stock producers within that too. And then to wrap up 2023, so it'll be a year from now, I've got, I'm lining up events to talk about business management, leadership on your ranch, and some of those strategies that we need to remember as business owners that need to be implemented on our operations to be successful. I think it's easy sometimes as a rancher because there's not really any other business that lives and breathes it so deeply like we do. You know, we live on our ranch. It is our full lifestyle. It consumes 90% of our lives. And sometimes it's easy to forget that it's a business and that it needs to be managed as such. Well, there is no separation, right? Right. You live on it. Unless you're like me, I live off of it, but I'm still, you still live on it. And it's one of those things where it's a challenging lifestyle. So you find joy in the little moments and joy here and there. So it's, which is important, but we often make it hard to separate what is the business side, what needs to go. And on top of that, finding our identities outside of our work is a huge problem I see in the beef industry, (laughs) but sure. (laughs) But as markets are tightening and inputs are growing up, you know, I think it's more important than ever that everybody's looking at it like a business. Well, and it should have been in the first place. I mean, unless you have the money to subsidize it and you're just going to be a hobby farm, that's, that's your personal choice. But But even those hobby farmers, I don't think are going to be able to do it a whole lot longer unless they can start at least breaking even, you know? Yeah, no, that's for sure. And But everything I do on my show, I point towards those producers who want, who are either already treating their operation as a business or see the light and say, we got to change. Absolutely. So you've been on this journey with your continuing education and, and making producer connections for some time now. What would you say has surprised you the most? Oh... So when I was reflecting back on, you know, that three-year mark, I got to thinking about the questions that come in from my audience members and the reactions to some episodes and even some of the questions I ask my, I ask my guests. 
And it's like, I was kind of surprised that everyone talks about how complicated the beef industry is and complex and how there's a lot of different ways to do things, but yet everyone is looking for the single key or single answer. And it's just like a human thing, but we're all looking for, oh, what's the one secret to make my ranch successful? And it's like, well, there's not one. If only it was that easy. (laughs) If only it was that easy, but then everyone would do it and it wouldn't be um, near as satisfying when you do succeed. But yeah, so I guess, I mean, that's just kind of a mindset thing that I've picked up on that kind of surprised me when I thought about it and has changed the way I ask questions and whatnot. But the other thing is I've just been really appreciative of how actually fast people have picked up onto the continuous learning. It was almost like they really recognized that they needed it for the most part and just want to learn and are willing to learn. And even my experts that are either on my podcast or on the Rancher Mind events, their willingness to just say, yes, we want to help cattle producers. We And they're just the willingness of the beef industry to support one another has been really uplifting and encouraging to see over the past three years. Well, and you've had such a diversity. I think in the events that I've attended, there have been people from all over the country. Mm-hmm. You know, every region is represented on there. There have been people from outside of the U.S. attending. And that was actually really interesting to hear some of the questions that you had a producer from Mexico on. Yes, you know? she is. Yes. She was, that was very interesting because she yeah. had a completely different view on you know, what U.S. beef means to, you you know. Absolutely. And then I really expected that it was always going to be kind of a younger generation. You know, those are the ones that tend to be more adaptive to technology that are going to listen to podcasts, Mm -hmm. those sorts of things. But you've had a solid swath of, you know, people that are just interested in learning more. You've really tapped into something. So well done. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I, you know, it's easy to give the older generation a hard time about being hardheaded and whatnot, but I think about it. And like part of my love and desire for continuous learning comes from watching my parents continuously learn and watching my grandparents continuously learn. I mean, my grandparents are in their eighties and are close to 80 anyways, and they're still trying to learn about the beef industry. And so that's been ingrained with me, but you know, they're not the only ones like that. So I think as the rising generation, we do need to give the senior generation a little more slack some days, but it has been, you know, it's been really nice to see that because there's just a sense of mentorship that forms outside of that. Um, whether that's people asking for advice, I know that's happened after a few of the calls, um, where some of the rising generation members were able to reach out to some of the younger ones if they needed more help and, or in the private Facebook group, there've been a few questions where people have been able to help each other there, um, after the calls. So I have appreciated the multi-generational learning aspect because we never have all the answers. So. Well, and another thing I've appreciated is your experts seem up to now very willing to have people reach out to them later too if there's something they wanted to learn more about or delve into deeper 
Well, you know, we all we've all got skin in the game. Everyone on there has skin in the game in some segment of the beef industry. So the more we can help each other out, the better off we're all going to be. So and I've really appreciated their willingness too. I I knew they would all do a great job when they got on the call, but I I didn't quite expect them to all be like, yeah, here's my phone number. Let anyone give me a call. I'm like, okay, I'll just put it on the member area page for when people go view the recordings. But yeah. So if people heard you talking about some of your upcoming events that they're interested in, how does that work? Can they sign up for just one that kind of piques their interest? Do they have to do them all? Mm-hmm. So there are a few different options. So you can sign up for a singular event or you can sign up for the quarterly package or the best deal would be to sign up for the whole annual plan. Um, and, you know, those are discounted accordingly for how much, how many you're attending. But there's the opportunity if you just want to dip your toes in the water and see what it's all about, then sure, sign up for a singular event. But really with, I encourage people to sign up at least for the quarterly package because that quarterly package, it's all on one topic and really builds off of each other. So that's really where I see a lot of value is attending, you know, three of those calls. It's three hours spread over three months. And, you know, that's where you're going to find the most value. But however it works for your operation, you know, whatever works, that's, I create, I'm flexible like that because I know every business is a little different and everyone's, you know, capacity to attend is a little different, but even if like you sign up for the quarterly or annual plan and you miss an event, if you're registered, you can send me a question and I'll ask it for you. And then you can go back and watch the recording whenever you want. So those recordings are great because it makes it easier for me to do my nerd thing and take notes. And then, you know, there's been times where I wanted to make sure my husband could go back and listen to a certain portion of it Mm -hmm. because I knew something would click with him different than it did me. So the fact that those are recorded and available later is a really big advantage to signing up for the program. Well, and I've had attendees who some of them are beef producers who also work a second job. Some of them are, for example, like an ag lender who just want to better understand what their customers are, what challenges their customers are facing, what opportunities their customers have. But they reached out to me and said that they go back to the recordings to help answer customer questions for their other, uh, you know, their other careers outside of raising beef cattle. So, and you know, that's the purpose because you don't pick up on everything your first time listening to something. Right. You know, so it's, and so I'm always someone who likes to have, have recordings, whether it was like recordings of classes, recordings of other webinars or opportunities. I was, like I said earlier, the beef geek who likes to go back and re-listen to a few things here and there. Well, tell people where they can find out more information and track you down. Yeah. So the best place, like if you're interested in registering or finding more about it on my website, that would be casual cattle conversations.com or the one of the other ways that you can find me is to go on Facebook or Instagram and follow at cattle convos and then just uh, either message me once you follow me or uh, 
you know, on my website, you can also contact me through the website with more questions. If you still want anything cleared up, I am more than happy to have a conversation with you over the phone, over email, whatever it may be. So just contact me through my website or on social media and uh, I'll answer any questions you got because I like talking about cattle and learning about other people's operations as much as I like hosting these events. So, well, and I will link to all of that in the show notes too. So anyone listening that wants to find an easy link, it'll be on there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on and and encouraging all of us to do the thing that we know we need to do, which is learn how to be better producers. Well, I would, I want to thank you for having me on the show and thank you for being a loyal and very active Rancher Mind member because it takes active members to make the calls, um, you know, valuable for everyone too. You know, I can ask all the questions I want on my podcast, but these are really the opportunity for producers to connect with experts and share their concerns and the challenges that they face. So thanks. Oh, thank you. So as I'm sure you probably picked up during that interview, I have participated in a number of Rancher Mind events in the last year, and I've found them to be incredibly informative. Uh, there was a deep dive into the cattle markets that left me unexpectedly optimistic, which, you know, in times like these right now, I think anytime we can feel optimistic, you should really hold on to that. But it also forced me to rethink about some of the decisions that we make on our operation. You know, we've always handled cull cows the same way. Preg check straight to the barn. But we're hitting the barn when everyone else is. So is there a better time to market those cows if I can hold them? Probably. I also got a lot of information out of the backgrounding session, which you heard me kind of mention to Shay. And we have implemented some of the things that were discussed during that rancher mind that have made a difference truly on our freshly weaned calves. So I really do bring this program to you guys because I see true benefit to it. Uh, To be totally transparent, I am an affiliate with Rancher Mind. And what that means for you is that I can get you a discount. So if you listened to that conversation today and decided that you would like to sign up for Rancher Minds and get in on those events and hear from those experts, you can head over to casualcattleconversations.com and sign up for the Rancher Mind plan. And if you use the code HILL23, so just H-I-L-L-23, you can get 10% off the first quarter or the annual plan. Again, that discount code is HILL23. I would also love to hear about what other ways you have found to continue your education into the seed stock or the broader beef industry and what it is that you do to make sure that you're continuously learning how to be a better producer. So head on over to the Facebook page. I will ask that question on there. And I can't wait to learn about new ways that I can be learning about what it is that we do. Thanks for listening. You can get in on the conversation over at our Facebook page at Black Herford Chronicles, where we'd love to hear from you. Of course, don't forget to leave a review wherever you get your podcasts.